Alia soparea vela cantu tafina e sopranot. Kefina e soparea si sa saido somaila kafaniata. Telelosa si asoria kailo somateisa. Hayenasa. Haya saila kados. E prenon kiana keisho haya. Elelosa paria haya. Elemakaso lia haya. Krainon sopalia haya. Rakesomi atalia haya, rise alaka miasalia haya, entalia feira kasula lia haya, renosi samaito tula elakaira, sei karo, haya somiata, la pira pasomate, la misei sapalia, rakesuma nateita, telekata. It is time for you to come. It is time for you to come to where I am waiting for you. It is time for you to come up to that place. File behind the hosts that are bringing you up. File behind them and come up. Come up. Come up to this place. There are many, 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 many pearls here. Many pearls for you to find. Many pearls for you to find to live by. Many pearls for you to find to come up. Many pearls for you to find to become. Many pearls for you to find to see me. It is time. It is time. This is a time of excavation. This is a time where you must exercise yourself. You must exercise yourself in coming up. You must exercise yourself in finding these pearls. For these pearls will lead you to where I am. For these pearls will lead you to where I am. Have I not told you that where I am there you would also be so come up find these pearls find them and come up find them and come to me we, are, we have been bringing you to this realm we have been gradually leading you but it is now time for you to exercise yourself you must exercise yourself in finding these pearls these pearls that belong to the kingdom these pearls of the kingdom they are yours to find so that you can come to where I am that place that I am the very place Place that I am abiding and resting, the very place I am dwelling. I want you to come there, but you cannot come there if you don't find these pearls. You cannot come there if you don't have the wisdom of navigation. You must be able to navigate this realm. This is a new realm. This is a new order. It's a new order of life. It's a new order of light. You must be willing to exercise yourself. You must push yourself beyond your boundaries. You must push yourself, push yourself against 
your limit. For until you have pushed yourself, before you can actually come to me, if you don't push yourself, you won't be able to enter. There are many, 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 many pearls. If it weren't so, I wouldn't tell you. I am telling you there are many pearls here. It is I, your Lord, that is calling you. So you must find this pearl. You must find this pearl. These pearls are the pearls of fellowship. These pearls are the pearls that brings you into this fellowship. There are many, 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 many. Keep taking the light. Keep taking the light. Walk in the light. Live in the light. Feast in the light. Dwell in the light. Do all things in the light so that you can apprehend all things. All things. My all things. I am giving all things in this season. But you must take. Keep taking. Keep taking. Don't get tired of taking these pearls. Don't get tired. Don't get tired. This realm is a realm where love flows. This realm is a realm where only those who truly love the Father can come. This realm is a realm where only those who have committed their hearts to loving will be able to come. I am telling you, keep coming. Just keep coming. Follow the line. Follow the light. If you follow the light, you will see me. The light is leading you to me. Just keep coming. Just keep following. I am waiting for you in that place says the spirit of the Lord thank you Jesus amen 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 Rakekankai komaka, 
I must light every man that will come to the Father. I must light every man. Take my light. Take my light. When you take my light, you take my life. I was raised for this purpose. I was raised for this very purpose. Take my life. Take my light. In the no shine. 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 Shine in a near Kamakuntalia day dawn a pytos. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Shamara Andreos, Ephrahato, Nikalo, Selium Pronta. Afar and open to heavenly doors. Erica, Liano, Fieno, Fehen, Evanahomia, Amenahomia, Corretion, so to Erfresta, Heremionta, O Christinohona. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. Amen, amen, amen. Um, okay, let's praise God. No. Um, the principle of giving, of um, of giving is or giving is operated by the spirit of love, right? The way God will, the principle of giving in God, right, is operated by. The, the by the spirit of love. That's the the way um, God gives. The way He commits Himself. The way He commits His things. Right is um, is based on love. So love. God doesn't love without giving, and God doesn't give without loving. Praise God. Um, that. What that just following that talk, she was speaking about pearls. Um, uh, you know, pearls. Jesus spoke about pearls when he was teaching about God's um, God giving and us asking, right? In Matthew, let's just open to Matthew chapter 7. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise Jesus. Um, Matthew chapter 7, he said, that give not, verse 6, uh, it says, give not that which is holy unto dogs. You see that? Amen. Are you there? If you are there, say amen. amen. Praise God. Um, give not that which is holy unto dogs, 
Neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample under their feet and turn again and do what? And rend you. Praise God. It says, Ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. And do what? Knock and it shall be what? Shall be open unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. Him that seeketh, findeth. Um, to whom, to him who, to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. I say, or what man is there of you whom, if the son ask bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask fish, will he give him a serpent? And if you then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, that how much more shall your Father in heaven give good things to them that what? Them that ask you. Amen. Um, so, Jesus is speaking about the way to the principle of, um, of access, actually, access. Um, it's also the, the principle of asking. Um, but you know when he said, he said asking, asking is, is one aspect of it. He said asking, then he said seeking, praise God, and then what? Knocking. So asking culminates in knocking. Right? And knocking, when you say you're knocking, it means you're trying to gain access Praise God. Amen. Amen. You're trying to do what? You're trying to gain access. And so he said in verse, um, verse 6, said, Give not that which is holy unto dogs, and neither cast ye your pearls before swine. So he spoke about that which is holy, first of all. Then he spoke about pearls being Cast. Um, so um, those are not the same things. There's uh, that which is holy, and then there, there, there's pearls. There's what you call pearls in the spirit. Pearl is also a type of gift, which um, you have to have. You must have pearls before you gain access to that which is holy. Actually, it's not the same. You need to have, although Jesus mentioned that which is holy first, then spoke about the pearls, but um, it's, not, it's actually, they are not the same thing. They, or they don't represent the same thing spiritually or in the scriptures. Praise God. Um, that which is holy means that which is separate. That which you need to be granted uh, access. Uh, it's that which is holy means that which is, is separate and separate and is sanctified. That is separate and then what? 
the types of holinesses. So when it comes to holinesses, um, the, the, the minimum requirement of holiness is separation. So nothing that is not separate is holy. That if something is holy means there is some kind, it's the kind of separation at the very minimum. It is not, nothing that is holy is of just ready, open access. That the word holy, if you say it's holy, it means something. That this is beyond just the common access. It's not just in the common um, realm or it's not in the open space. It's not in an open dimension that privilege has to be given. There has to be some kind of criteria to access that we otherwise is not holy. Amen. If, if it's not like that, it's not holy. It's actually a spiritual principle that nothing that is holy is readily accessible. Something must be granted. Something must happen to a person or some per- a person must come, in, come into some kind of a privilege before you have access to something that is holy. Praise God. So the, that word pearl, the pearl is actually what gives you access to holy things. Amen. Is what gives you, what is a pearl? Uh, pearl is what gives you access to holy things. Or a pearl is what is used to to is a, a pearl is like um is a is a kind of a gift is a kind of a gift it's also a type of a treasure but it's not the end thing it is the it's the gift of access amen, amen. it's it's scripture it's the bible um, when they speak about those two natures, or you see dog nature, and then a swine nature, those are two different natures that are actually, praise God, <laughs> they have been developed by Satan um, against the gifts of God, against the, to render a person unable to to receive the gifts of God. Those those two natures are natures that are not compatible with the things which God has to to give. Amen. Amen. And if you are not compatible with God's gifts, it means you are incompatible with God's love. So it's to, purpose of these natures are to make the soul not able to, to be recipient of the love of God or not able to partake of the love of God or the gifts that come from God's love. Amen. Amen. So those two natures, you say dogs. So a dog is, an, is a nature that is configured against holiness. Right, that's the is a worldly nature, is a, or is Gentile. When you say Gentile, as part of the Gentile nature, is having a nature of a dog. 
Um, but a dog is different from a swine. A swine is um, a swine is a nature that is against access. Is a against what? Is a configuration against what? Access. A dog is different. A dog is configuration against holiness. Swine is a nature that these are these are natures designed by Satan. He crafted them from his own wisdom, right? That um, swine is against access. You see, when you say a swine, these are pigs, right? Pigs are you, you won't grant a pig access to places a, a dog will get to. You can a pig cannot. A pig's nature makes you shut the door. Right, a pig is only is only comfortable in in a in a place where there is no because of the pig's nature. It's nothing you can. No matter how much you like the pig, its it, its nature is against being granted access. You see that that's um, that's a swine nature. But a dog is different. A dog can, a doggish nature can, a dog, a dog can be granted access. After being granted access, you can have a doggish nature. After they've been healed, you've been healed of your swine nature. You know, to deal with a swine nature is an external dealing for access. Do you see that the, the problems of the swine are things that make the swine un- incompatible with the realm of holy things, for access to the realm or to the economy of holy things? That's the swine nature. So a swine nature requires some cleaning. There's a kind of, there's a remedy in the spirit to deal with the swine nature. But someone can shed that nature but still become, now it will now reveal, these natures are layers which Satan has wrought in people. It's just, everything he has done in men is just to configure men against God's love. Or you can call it against fellowship with God. Everything that will stop men from having, coming into fellowship with God, which is a place, fellowship with God is a place where God shares his love. Right, is a, that place is called the banqueting house. Is a place where, under the banner of the of love, Amen. It says, "Banner over me." He has brought me into his banqueting house, and his what? His banner over me. So you see that brought me in to means there's an, a kind of access. Praise God into the place of love. Um, especially the love of the bridegroom, that's the bridegroom himself, is love, is a, a within love, right? Is a within love that there has to be a configuration for access. Glory to God. <clears throat> um, amen. amen. So this banqueting house is a, is a place of the giving of loves, a place of the sharing of loves. Praise God. Um, but 
Everything Satan, the enemy has configured in man is against that compatibility. So that swine nature can be, which is against access, can be dealt with, which is more of an external. You see, a pig's problem is on the outside. It's his, it's his externality. That's where you find its issues. So because of that, you, it loves places that are not, um, it loves unclean on, on environment. Because of that, it will not be able to be brought into the ground of the economy where things that tamper with uncleanness, right, are shared. But the dogish nature, or which is the real core of the Gentile nature, that one is more of an internal problem. The a pig's problem is what its externality, it's what, what it likes to cover itself with. It's where it, it likes to play, where it likes to roll, where it likes to, that's where, right, the swine, um, the swine has an affinity for dirt. But the dog's problem on, is unholiness. That one is an internal problem. The, it's not what, where it stays. A pig's problem is where it stays. So that's why it's a configuration against access. It's where it stays. That's the uncleanness of what? Of a pig. So it's a design against Access, try and it's not compatible with a within play, with, with, uh, with separation. It's not compatible with, <laughs> do you see that? Uh, but a, dog, a dog's uncleanness is not without or where it stays. A dog's uncleanness is within. It's an inward, it's what it eats. That's the uncleanness of a dog. Right? That's Isaiah 28. That's the problem of a dog. It's, it, it, it's not, it can be, a dog can look clean on the outside, but go and eat vomit. That's what a dog does. Amen. So the problem with a dog is what it eats. It eats vomit. It eats uncleanness. So, when you, if you can bring you're able to deal with the swine nature. You still have the dad dog nature to deal with. The swine nature, you can, when you heal the swine nature, you're able to bring the soul into a place, the economy of holy things. But while the soul is now in the economy of holy things, there's something from the within that craves to eat unholy things. That's the, the problem with a dog. You see that? Amen. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Um, so, the now we're talking about pearls. So, the, the, just to explain the principle of what pearls are. Pearls has to do with access. Access.
is to so when they give you pearls is to is for a type of cleanness it's also a type of holiness or access so they have to give you pearls before you can get access to holy things praise god one of the way the bible represents that is revelation chapter 21 it spoke about the gates right so when you think pearls think gates in the in the scripture amen when you think what pearls what do you think you think gates because the city says the 12 gates were 12 pearls and every several gate was of one pearl so it's clear that the city has entrances has accesses glory to god and every access of the city was of a particular pearl. Each pearl is unique in its type of access. Right? It's, each pearl is what? Unique. So they are into this city. The method of entrance are abundant. There are many. There are many entrances according to men. So when, the, when you receive a pearl spiritually, right, you have received a gift of access. When you have a pearl, you've received a gift of access, praise God, into this city. So this is a principle. Every time you have a pearl, you have, you have been given what? You've been given access, praise Jesus. Glory to God. The 12 gates were 12 pearls and every several gate was of one pearl and then the street of it was what? Was pure gold as it were transparent glass. So you're talking of, you see the two, um, you call it, you can call it holiness. It's the same. There's a way your, your understanding of these phrases should expand now. When you, see, when you hear holiness, don't just think alone, outer court, holy place, most holy place. Those things are, um, those are types and shadows to teach you, to impact an understanding, to impart knowledge, right? That, and then that knowledge is imparted which can be imparted by the copy, they call it the copy in the book of Hebrews, are those which are copy of heavenly things, but they are not the heavenly things themselves. Praise God. So, but when you learn the copy, you will gain the concept of wisdom. These are concepts of wisdom that are in God, which lie unbroken. So you see the principle of access will never be broken by God. You find the principle of access in the tabernacle. You find it in the temple. You find it in the city. It's just so that when you are reading this, if you understand the tabernacle you and those natures, you know, Jesus was teaching natures. When you understand all those is teaching, you read this, you understand that. This verse 21 is talking about the two dimensions of gifts or the two 
dimension of, um, you can call it holiness. Holiness is the gate, when it calls, it calls the gate first, and then, then it now spoke about the street of it. Right, the street of it means within. Gate is the, praise God. Gate talks about the access. You must pass through the gate to get into the, the street. So you, t- you see pearls before gold. Gold is also speaks of a type of unholiness. They call this city the holy city. Right, it's the, but it's not just Normal, no, that they is a type of holy city. It's not a, just a regular holy city. It's a new holy city, right? Is a word, or you can call it an eternal holy city. So you will see wisdoms from the copy which we know in there, but there are other things that are attached to it that are part of the eternal wisdom. You know that in, a, in eternal wisdom, they don't forsake every other thing before that realm. Right? When, you, when you are using eternal wisdom, at some point you now realize that a lot of the eternal thoughts have everlasting fabric. Right? And it has everlasting fabric. And you also find a Christ fabric at a level. Because those are, those are stacking foundations, things that are stacked. In, that no one wisdom can have many, many, many things. The wisdom can be turned in like this. When you check inside, it's like a wheel. Check inside the wheel, you see another wheel turning. Then check inside that wheel, you see another wheel turning. Those are, and they're not breaking each other. It's just that one is smaller as a foundation for another one, and the other one that's turning as a foundation for, you see what I'm saying? That's why we have to be very thorough with learning the Bible and learning spiritual things. When they are teaching you, just learn the tabernacle, learn the outer God. You know, God is, has eternal life in mind. Do you understand? If you don't know those things, and when it's the announcement begin to talk about eternal life, you will be, it will be hard, a lot of things will be hard to you. You might wonder, why is this my brother understanding, but I'm not understanding? Why is this one? You don't know because... They are foundational what building blocks of understanding. And it's just beyond, it's not beyond, it's beyond knowledge. The knowledge actually gives you access to spirit, right? When you're learning Christ, you, are le- you learn the knowledge of Christ, you learn the knowledge, you must do, be faithful with the Christ knowledge until it gives you access to the spirit of Christ. When you have access to the spirit of Christ, it's like they're firing molecules of spirit inside your heart. Those are the molecules of Christ are living molecules. They are life. When those molecules of Christ are in your heart, they are life. They are actually, they are moving. They are operational. They are living on the inside of you. They are, they are spirits, right? Like, like little, little men inside your soul, right? Little men inside your soul who are alive, who have faculties. So when they want to begin to teach you about life everlasting, it's not just your dry heart like that, that they are talking to. 
They can't just talk to your dry heart. You have no concept about that. It's, the, it's those molecules of Christ inside your the spiritual molecules of Christ in your heart that receives the thought when everlasting life is coming that captures them, right, and begins to put them in their place and begin to lay them. You, you see, the builder of God is Christ. Do you, do you see that? If we dump materials of building God, divine nature, inside your soul, without, but you don't have Christ in your soul, those materials can just sit there, but there is no builder of them. Right? There are many ways you think about these things. You know, Christ also is a foundation, but it's not just a sitting thing. <laughs> what they are building is not an immobile. It's not, they just use those metaphors to describe things to you. Right? And that's the reason why they don't only use um, architectural metaphors. They also use botanical in a way, right? Like trees. You know, Christ is a type of tree. God is also a type of tree. But you answer, but Christ is a foundation. So how do you do it? Is it a tree planted on a tree? Yeah. Yes, it is, but it's not... If you want to plant a tree on a tree, you can do it. There's a way to do it, but it won't look the way it would look in an architectural sense where you have a foundation and you build a house on it. That one is very, very, uh-huh, it's limited. So, but you can use that analogy to give an explanation. But then they use the botanical side. How do you plant a tree on another tree? It's very easy. Right? You have to plant this tree. Let it bring forth its fruit. The fruit of that tree becomes manure for the ground where you now sow the other one. So when you are sowing the other one on the ground and you use this one to fertilize, you are planting this one on the other one. Are you seeing that? That's the wisdom because your, your, the, the ground for everlasting life is your heart still. It's the same heart. The same heart where they started teaching Christ before. After a season, they will now begin to talk to the same heart about divine nature. But something is different about the heart. That ground has born Christ first. And the ground has now been fertilized. Christ's fruit has become a fertilizer for the ground. And then it's now a plain ground. But it's a ground that has been fertilized with Christ. That's where you sow the seed of the divine nature. Praise God. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Amen. So this, all these principles are there. So you see the same thing here when you are, you, are, you call it the new Jerusalem. It's also the heavenly Jerusalem. It's also the holy Jerusalem. And, or you can call it the heaven, it's the heaven or the holy city. It's the new city, the holy city. It will follow the same principle of gate and street. Do you know that that principle is in the tabernacle? Right? You talk of or the temple. You, temple is more elaborate. East gate. Right? And you have, you have street also within. Amen. Amen. 
so the the street itself has shows the um, the the quality of the holiness of the city, which is what it calls pure gold. This pure gold is very, it's a special kind of gold. He uses the word pure, telling that it's qualifying a holiness, a type of holiness. Do you see that? You know, gold is a product of um, a purification process. For you to have pure gold, it means that it's a gold that has been purified. Amen. Amen. So you're saying access. So without the pearls, you can't gain access to the street of the city. Amen. Amen. Say gates. Amen. Amen. Um, do you know that the whole city is a gift? But this is just one of the, it's the final gift that they are going to give. But God has series of gifts he's going to be. He's going to be giving man gifts. He's going to be blessing and blessing and giving and giving until this state of the city, this state is going to be something you will have in your soul. This, are, this city actually people. people some, some people can be street. Part of the, them can be street of city. Part of them can be, can be, can be gate. And it's possible it can be inter- interchangeable. Maybe today they say you function as a gate. Tomorrow you function as a street. It's possible because you have all those things inside of you. Because those are things, that, amen, amen, that have been um, wrought in the soul. Praise God. Um, um, the, um, amen. The, it's clear that the city is a love investment. Right? It's very clear. It's a, he's, she's the wife of somebody. When he, when he was going to show John, he said, he took me to a high mountain. To, let me show you the lamb's wife. Right? That lamb's wife is somebody. We know that to get this city state took a lot of investment. It took giving and giving and a lot of things from God, praise God, and preparation to bring her to a ready state, right? But this giving didn't start here. There are a lot of, imagine the beings who are part of this city were first of all pig at some point and swine at some point, right? Just fully, full pig. There's what you call full pig and full dog. (laughs) Right? There's what you call what? Full pig and full dog. The, but even the, the dog is also, so, so when I say pig, pig nature just means you, have, you don't have any access at all. Like you have no access at all to the, king, to the kingdom. 
when you are, then that doggish nature means you've had some kind of access, but you still have a nature in you that still prevents further access. Right? So it's clear that one thing about this city, this city does not have any of those things at all. It says without our dogs, right? So they, they didn't even mention pigs because for, if without our dogs, what about pigs? <laughs> they are like without, 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 right? Praise God. Let's see that. So without our dogs, so blessed are they that do his commandment that they may have right as Revelation 22, verse 14 to 15. Blessed are they that do his commandment for that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. For without the city are dogs and then sorcerers or mongers. So there's dogs first, but the rest are, are other beings. This are, when they now began to mention the other ones, they are, you see sorcerers? Whoremongers, murderers, idolaters, then in then culminate is as whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. So this that um, dogs is a nature that is without the city. That's the first nature. So everything you see in verse 15 are investments of Satan, right? To stop men from, we don't know the investment he has done to stop men from this city. Amen. Amen. So the first investment, you see that, like they didn't mention the swine here, but it's not, it's not important because the, the swine nature is, 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 is outside, very way outside the kingdom. This city is in the kingdom somewhere, right? It's in the eternal dimension of the kingdom. Praise God. But without the city, you have investment, nature investment of Satan. The city dog nature, that dog nature mainly is a worldly nature. Do you see that? But Beyond the, that dog nature, you now have other things but where the main investments are. Right? You see sorcerers, whoremongers, murderers, idolaters. These are all, all um, dark divine properties. When I say dark divine, not really divine. I'm just trying to explain to you that they're actually the properties of their, their investment against the divine nature. The word sorcerer. Sorcerer is a diviner. Old Testament render it diviners. Right? The, a diviner is like a, is a kind of is a kind of nature alliance with a god. Right, it's when the diviner is a soul that has an oraculous tie to a god. Mm -hmm. 
That's the same thing as a sorcerer, a diviner. He has an, an oraculous tire. Why, why oraculous? Oraculous means he has the, he's able to, hand, to, to have the, the word of a God. The word of a God. But this God is, is the devil, right? Sorcerers, whoremongers. Then you see murderers. These are all natures of the devil that have everlasting properties. Everything after dogs. So you now realize that the devil has more investment in his everlasting properties than in his worldly properties. That when you, a person just escapes being worldly, in the, in the spirit, you've not, even, you've not really, really started working. They don't define works yet, actually. Works really start when a person has dealt with the world. Then that's when, like, I mean, the real work, what really counts at work, like when they made Adam and put Adam in the garden and gave him work to do, and he left the work, and we've been doing other things since. When you bring man back to that place, beginning, that place called the beginning is a place for working, right? But the beginning is where work starts. It's the beginning. It's just begin. anything before the beginning was waste of time. It's just like... <laughs> So the world is given just to waste man's time. That's what the world is for. Is, so it means that when you're still worldly, you've not even, you're not at zero yet, you're at minus. You've not begun, you've not actually, you've not entered into the scale, right? You've not entered into the scale of works. Of, you've not started working. You've not, what are, what are the works? Is to, is to, the works of God is to undo the works of the devil. He said, for this reason, the Son of Man was what? Of, of God was made manifest that he might destroy all. It means when he say all the works, all the works of the devil doesn't really include worldliness or dealing with the nature that, of the, the doggish nature, right? It's, it's, um, when he said the Son of God, that's the divine Son, praise God, was manifest. The reason for, he said, verse 8, he that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil dot what? Sinned from the beginning. Then he has a for this purpose, is for beginning problems, beginning issues. Say beginning issues. For this purpose, the Son of God was made manifest. This is who they're calling the Son of God here. It's, very, it's not Christ's nature. He's talking about the divine nature in Jesus. The reason for the manifestation of the divine nature is to destroy the real works of the devil. Right. The real what? When you say works of the devil, it's not works of the flesh. There's what you call the works of the
the devil. The works of the devil is the work of a God. All right, it's who they call him the God of this world. So after dealing with the world, you have to now go and deal with the problems of the, the God of this world that are actually his actual work. Do you agree with that? <laughs> I mean, the, a work that is done by the energy of his own person. Amen. This, all of these things, and you say, where are these works? They are simple. They are actually in people. They are in men. They are in men. They are in people. So a person would do has to become clean and then become um, being delivered from the pollutions that are in the world and all of those things so to clear the ground and to give you, to be admitted into the realm where you gain access to things that have the ability to engage the works of the devil. Like what the devil did himself with the force of his nature, with the power of his nature. Amen. Everything about the world is below Satan. It's below Satan. But you know the way the way they made the world so big and so ah worldliness as if it's no like I said last time, worldliness is actually nothing. Once you become serious about it. When worldliness seems like so, wow, such a big insurmountable problem. That you can't deal with lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. It seems so difficult and because you've not gotten serious about it yet. That's just the truth. The moment you become serious about not being worldly. Right? When you become serious about giving heed, you said it spoke to that grace that bringeth salvation, that grace that appears to all, that teaches all men, denying ungodliness, and what do they call it? Worldly lusts, right? The grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us. When you, once you become serious, it's like it's, an unserious student feels like every subject is hard. You just say, Algebra, I say, ha, algebra, algebra. I've, I've watched people lament about algebra before. And I just look at them, Kai, Kai. In school, yeah, because, you know, we are studying for exam, maybe our friends, or oh, maybe business or something, other faculty who, they have to now do algebra course, right? But that's not their main thing, they just have to do it for, and then maybe we are studying together and, and they're just lamenting this man. Why is there X here? Why is there Y here? Why is there, you understand? They're just lamenting about that thing. But me, I'm just thinking, Kai, why can't my, all my exam just be algebra? <laughs> Do you understand what I mean? Maybe they just say find X or something. <laughs> But to that person, that problem, when we just see a quadratic equation, just solve one quadratic equation, that can be a massive problem. Or something. Amen.
<laughs> right? But that's the kind of problem you covet at a level. You just feel like when they are, you are doing algebra in 3D, you know what I mean by that? 3D algebra. Sorry, calculus. That's another level, right? That's a, another level of problem entirely. That will make you feel like the person who is complaining about quadratic, you feel like slapping them and say, you got to go and be serious, go and kneel down and thank God. You get what I mean? <laughs> and, and me, I know that the reason why they're finding it is because they are not serious with, they've seen it as one mighty thing, so they are not, you know, there's something, there's, math can put the fear of God into you if you're not, <laughs> if you're not oriented towards mathematics from a young age. Right, you can put, when you just see it, your heart will just give way, you understand? So I write a lot of people who don't have that kind of background, they struggle, they hit the class, they're not serious. So it sounds like a mountainous major problem. But if you have been eating calculus, you know, Laplace, Fourier transform, you know, all those things. <laughs> Praise God. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. Once you be, and that calculator, once you become serious with that algebra, it's not the easiest thing in the world. That's how it, the world is. The world, to be honest with you, it's nothing. The world is nothing. Dealing with lusts and pride of life. Nothing. The, the world is nothing. It's nothing. It's actually nothing. The moment you become serious to this teacher, you know, I say, I won't be playing anymore. I will just sit down in your class, start teaching me. I've made up my mind that I'm, going to, I'm not going to be worldly anymore. In fact, I'm giving my worldliness a time, you know, I'm setting a graduation date. In so-and-so time, I'm off everything about being worldly. I'm done with being worldly. Once you become serious about that, you see, this grace, this teacher will begin to instruct you and deny. You see, this ungodliness and worldly laws are the doggish natures, right? It will begin to now teach you how to live soberly, righteously, and what? Godly well in this present world. That's what we incapacitate you to now begin to look for that blessed hope and the word, then the glorious appearing. So, do you see that word appearing? Here, it's also a type of manifestation. That's what it was. We're just seeing that this is the now for this purpose was the Son of God made manifest. Right? You don't need the manifestation of the Son of God to deal with your worldliness. You just need that grace that brings salvation to teach you. Praise God. Or the word bringeth salvation is. The grace that salvation follows. When it's done, it's teaching. So you have gained access into salvation. Do you see? It brings salvation. Right? So this is not the, there is a grace of salvation. There is a grace that will bring salvation. The grace that brings, that will bring salvation is the grace that will teach you how to deny the world. Ungodliness and then worldly laws. Amen. Praise Jesus. <clears throat> Glory to God.
so that so the reason for the Son of Man made manifest is to then what destroy the works of the devil. Yeah. So everything about works of the devil is is without the city. That anybody who still has any of these things in them will be where? Without the city. It means they have not finished walking. Right? They have not what? They did not finish walking. How do I know they didn't finish walking? All the works of the devil have not been destroyed. So because of that, they've, no access is given to them because they've not, they have not fully or fulfilled the, the works. For without our dogs and sorcerers, and then, you see sorcerers? So I explained the dogs one to you. Um, the dog nature is the foundation for every other one. <laughs> All right. Every other thing is... So that's sorcery, then whoremongers, and then, you see, murderers. These are tendencies. These are walks. We saw this murderous walk in Cain. Right? Whosoever, that's First John 3 verse 15, say that whosoever hated his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer had eternal life abiding in him. So when you have murderous nature still, you've not done the work against that nature to deal with it, you will be without. You are nothing of eternal, have to do with eternal life. Well, you won't be granted access into anything that has, to, has that eternal quality of life. You will be without Praise God. Um, you know, Satan is a murderer. All those natures, they are all natures of Satan. All of them. All of them. Murderers. Then Jesus told, spoke about liars. Two. Right? Devil, call him the father of what? He said, you have your father, the devil. John 8, verse 44. You have your father the devil, and the lusts of your father you will do. This is not lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, pride of life. <laughs> this, is another, this is talking about lusts of your father. This is very, very different. Another realm of lust. This one has everlasting power, property of lusts. Amen. It's not the lust of, in the world. It's the lust of the devil. So the lust of your father you will do. He said, he was a murderer. From where? From the beginning. A murderer from the, where? From the beginning. Are you saying that? So this murdering from the beginning, this is not a murderer, someone who kills somebody physically because they lost after his cash and he killed him to steal his money. The lust of the world, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, can make a person kill somebody else. Because of that, physically. 
But that's not what he made Abel. Cain killed Abel. They didn't say that Cain killed Abel and robbed him. Or he stole his... Maybe he stole his flock or something. He just took all his... <laughs> that was not the problem. It wasn't worldly lost that made Cain kill Abel. That murderer, murder was a murder in the beginning. It was the lust of the devil. There are some things called the devil. To know what the devil's lust are. It's not earthly, worldly things, no. <laughs> like what was Satan lusting after in heaven? That made him begin to murder. Murder himself, murder angels began to... Are you getting what I'm saying? So those, that kind of lusts can be in men. Those are the things you call the works of the devil. That he was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. So when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For when he say of his own, that which is from within, his nature, when he's speaking a lie, is of his own. This is only things that are his. Every, every God image has his own. It has things that are his. The same way God has his own things. The Father has his own things. This one has speaketh. So you now see where, where those, those who, who speaketh and maketh a lie came from. Right, it's this being. You see the sorcerers, the sorcery, sorcerers. Then you see whoremongers, and then murderers and idolaters. But these are all beginning problems. What is idolatry? Idolatry means a a a wisdom. It means a passion. Idolatry is actually a love against the against temple, against worship of God. This idolatry is actually is the is a design, is a, is a lust of the devil, is a kind of walk in, in the enemy that is against the dwelling of God. That's what idolatry is. Is, is that something that wants to, the tendency to make something else dwell where God should dwell. Right, that is, the world can't do that. There's something stronger <laughs> that can make, right, say, say what has, the temple of God to do with idols, right? Then as God has said, that was the, the final thing in that Second Corinthians chapter 6, right? Is what agreement are the temple of God with what? With the idols. For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them 
and I will what? Walk in them. I will be their God, and they shall what? Be my people. So idolatry is a type of agreement. It's an agreement between the temple of God and an idol. When you establish an agreement between, agreement just means covenant. You know, God abides in his temple by covenant. When you get into the act, when you say, the real temple of God really is where his covenant resides, praise God. And you now find out what binds God to his temple is an agreement, is his covenant. That something in that temple must have made an agreement with him. The way they, what the agreement with God in the temple that Moses built was on a stone. If you take, it wasn't with men, it was with stone. Right? Men, nobody can be there. Just bring the stone that God made agreement with and put it there. God's presence will come. You know, when they finish the work, that's what happened. When they, they put the ark, then put the stone that what God has had agreement with. So it means for, for the spirit, the presence, the Shekinah, the glory of God to come to the temple. Some, is an agreement, an entity with his, with an, that agrees with him must be abiding in the temple. That covenant must be present in the temple. As soon as that happened, what happened? God came. So, but if you want to drive God away, let there be an existing agreement with an idol. Well, an idol just means something else that's not God. Let it just have an agreement. What will happen? God will not come. He won't have a, a space. Amen. He won't have a right to come into that place. You see that? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them. It's because... Um, because God has said, I will dwell in them, I will walk in them, I will be their God and they shall be my people. That's why there should not be an agreement with any other. With any other God. Now I want to ask you, when they say idols, what are idols? Idols are simple. Idols just means the, is the distribution of a being. Right? Do you agree with me? The what? Is the distribution of a being. It's the same being, but distributed himself into many, many, many things. Right? That can be made agreement with. But when you have agreement with those things, it's the same way God distributed himself as well. How did he distribute himself? Items. It's not just one thing. It's, you can actually enumerate them. A type was the commandments. Right? You know when you are agreeing with the commandments of God, it's God you are agreeing with, but he broke himself down into what? Commandments. Right, and for agreement with them. So what, when you say there is a covenant, every covenant is, a com, you come into covenant through a testament. Testament means the writing out of agreement. So you can take God and, and begin to 
begin to count agreements with him. It's one being you're trying to agree with, but it will just gradually, that's the reason for saying, speaking. It's just the, the releasing of himself. Praise God, which is many, many things to agree to. The, and then the, the work of making each of those agreements, those are the works. Right? Agreeing with the detail of the person of God is, that's the task, that's the work that man has to do. It is actually the reclaiming of the temple for God. If you want to see God himself, you must do the work of what? The work of making agreement with him must be done by his spirit. Praise God. So what agreement has the temple of God with idols for? Ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them, walk in them, be their God, and they shall be my people. Amen. Let's back to that revelation quickly. So you see, um, idolaters. So these idolaters are not those who have graven images. Those are just types of something. They are not the real thing. When you see a person has idols in his house, let's say he has many under his bed, those are not the idols of that fellow. Right? They are not what? They are not the idols. They are just, um, they are like toys. You know? They are toys you play with. It's like you, um, you know how they, sometimes they put food for, they know, they know you cannot eat. Right? Because I lived in Benin, so I saw those things. Right? You, you have, you have like, <laughs> a, a graven image. You go, you put food, yams, you put things there. You know you can't eat it, but you put it there anyway. Right? And then <clears throat> you wait until it starts smelling. Some of them, after it's smelling, they won't take it away. <laughs> Praise God. Then they will now, the same, you know the God has not eaten it. You will go and take it. <laughs> Amen. So it's just a joke. That's not the real idol. That person has his own idol. That act of idolatry, that thing is just is a devil, a demon just playing with the person. A demon is just catching a thrill. That's all it is. It's just comedy, demonic comedy. That's all those things are. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Um, but, so, but the real idols are real idols are inside the person. Praise God. What we call idol what idol really mean? An idol is really it, it, it really, nothing qualifies as an idol if it doesn't have some type of divinity, some kind of, not God's kind of divinity, I don't know if divinity is the right word, but it has a kind of God property. 
an idol must have some kind of everlasting strength. Right? It must have some kind of strength to stay. So the idols that are in men are there, but there are veils. There are many things hiding the idol. For you to begin to deal with your idols, you must have dealt with many things. Before you, before you now begin to say, I'm now dealing with my idol. Right? And I said the idol is one being, but who de- distributed himself as nature, nature in inhabitants, nature inhabitants, praise God, of the, of the soul. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, th- so this city has this principle of access, right? Then the access for the city itself. And the city has its holiness. Amen. But, they, but when you talk about the, the general kingdom, the overall kingdom, the kingdom um, has access that is, for example, Jesus was speaking to Nicodemus, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom. And except be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot then what? Enter into the kingdom. So what, the, so it's clear that water and spirit are what construct, is a constructor of pearls. Right for the kingdom to give pearls of entrance, pearls of access to the soul, it has to be a construction by the what water and the spirit. Hallelujah! So Jesus was teaching entrances when he was talking. Let's go back to Matthew chapter seven quickly. Praise God. Um, amen. amen. So, so, you know, he was saying, um, give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample upon them. They trample them up under their feet and turn again and rend you. Then ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. And then what? Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Ask, it shall be given. Seek. So when you're you're asking, they will give you the gift first. The gift of asking is sight. Right? When you ask, they bless you with sight. See now. Do you know that? Do you know that God doesn't have many, these are all principles of blessing, spiritual blessing. That's what Jesus is teaching here. What he's teaching is actually a principle. You can't break it. You can't say, God, give me now. If you are talking about anything really that is real, this thing where they call them good gifts. Verse 11 says that if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts, Unto your children, how much more shall your father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? So when it comes to giving of good things, 
Praise God. It's according to a law. You, nobody can receive good things first, just like that. When you're asking God, I want good things, they will give you the first blessing, which is seen. Right? It's a principle of the Father. We call him the Father of lights, right? So that every good gift and every perfect gift cometh down from above, from the Father of lights, who he fathers lights, right? The, the, his principle of birthing, his principle of giving, sorry, is according to Jesus. Is the Father is he has a generosity of lights, right? He's the way he's, he's, his charitable um, dealings are in light transactions. Do you see that? Yes, that everything you will come into from the Father, it will come into within the provision of his lights. It's through the light he gives that you give access to the good gifts and the word. The perfect gift, Father of light, with whom is no word, variableness. Everything when it comes to giving. Do you know that? Praise Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, with whom there's no variableness, with, neither is there any shadow of turning. So you see, so whenever you're asking, you're asking, every, the answer to every asking or prayer is light. When it comes to the gift, God's gift, you understand that? Um, every answer, without exception, the answer is light. Say, God, I want you. The answer to God, I want you, is light. The word father means the benefactor. The one who you ask and he responds, right? Is, the, is also the, the giver of gifts. The, is, is the father of lights. He benefits you through light. If you say, I don't want light, you say, I don't want your gifts. Do you see that? That's it. When you want to deal with the father, you must be, that's why they must prepare every soul to be light compatible before they begin to bring you into a season of dealing with the father. Amen. Amen. So this is the message that we have received from him that God is light. We have heard of him, sorry, and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness. This is the key to fellowship. It's just, they said, it's the message. We heard of him and we declare unto you that this is the key. Say, okay, Lord, I want access. If you're saying... I want access to fellowship with you. It means I want access to the interactions of your gifts. I want access into the privilege of your love. I want you to love me. Like I said, you can't separate him loving you from him giving you things. God cannot love you without you. See, he just loved me. I just felt his love. I didn't get anything. No, it wasn't, it wasn't God. God hasn't loved you. God can never love like that. Never. When, you, when he has loved you, you have evidence that he loved you. See, I just got this thing just from his loving of me. He just loved me a little bit. And this is, this is what I, my proof that he just loved me. You see that? Is that being, he's a, 
They call him the El Shaddai. The El Shaddai. Is the, the one multi-breasted God. The one is the is the El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. The is the great benefactor. Right? He's the, he's the great giver. He's the great blesser. Amen. You see, God blessed the God who had blessed us with all spiritual blessing. When, when a blessed being loves you, you will connect blessing. You, you can't, when you, you touch him, you will come out with a blessing. Right? He's a, God just, God is too blessed for you to have a non-blessed interaction with him. For you to have a non-blessed dealing with him. Glory to Jesus. Amen. So this, this father, um, so the message we have of him is that he is light. And Satan wants to configure men against, the, against God's form, the fatherly formation. Right? That's why he wants to make sure he's done investment in Alliance with darkness. Is that a what? Is alliance with what? Is alliance. So this is condemnation that light came into the world, but men loved darkness rather than uh, like that. Men loving darkness is an alliance of nature. Right, that the nature, when the nature is configured to just, if you can use your spiritual eye and see men's configuration, it's just something because the way we are configured against light. We see light as pain. You see light as, hey, well, our light has come again. Ah, we have, we have to stay here learning this thing. We have to, what is that pain of receiving light? A Christian would do everything but sit down and receive light. Right? It's not normal. It's not. Do, you know, do you know where that thing is coming from? Now, cleanse that soul from the world. You still see that problem is still there. Do you understand what I'm trying to, to tell you? Where that nature, that nature that is designed against light from God is coming from a deep place is the work of a light bearer. It's a Lucifer that they call him the bringer of dawn, right? The, the one, the, he's a, he was a great illuminator, a great light. It was a light in heaven. So everything about the economy of light, he knows everything about it, <laughs> right? So imagine now, I want to tell you, to turn Lucifer into Satan, what kind of power was involved? Right? To turn what? What kind of power? You know, we're in life class, we're talking about that Ezekiel 28, right? all those things. Every precious stone was discovered and all of that. And then until the iniquity was found, then you know, so he began to merchandise and traffic. In the season of merchandising, said, Thou have filled thy midst with violence. He had violence to violate his light composition. It's a 
power, something, that devil, the devil's strength, something he, he, he was, is a walk. Imagine, just imagine such a, a thing. An angel of God's presence just took time in heaven and just began to walk. He was walking. I don't know how long it took for him to do it, to, do, to fill his own mist with violence. But it, I know it's not one at, at once. He, he, he was walking. He was trafficking. He was, you know, converting his members. One, like, as we described in life class, right? He was, just, he was talking to his members, communing with his own heart, filling his mist with violence. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So that being right is... Um, is is uh, this was where in the mountain of God, where God put him as an angel, he began from a little iniquity. He walked and walked and walked and walked until he attained greatness. Right? He became great in darkness. Right? Why, why did I say greatness? I'm using the language of Jesus, right? Is it light, light of the body is the eyes. Right? If your eyes be what? Single, your body will be full of light. If your light be evil. So for him to fill his midst with violence, he must have first of all developed an evil, an evil eyes. Imagine beholding God as a bearer, light, then just he must have first developed an evil eye. It's true, without an evil eye, he won't be able to fill his mist with violence. Right? And then Jesus said that if your eyes be evil, your whole body shall be what? Will be full of darkness. You have darkness through the, your eyes, you have darkness. And then if the light that is in you be darkness, that's what happened to Satan. The light that was in him became darkness. Then how what? Great is that darkness. So are you seeing everything he did to himself he wants to do to men? Everything Satan did to himself, he did it when he, when he became successful at his task. He had become great in darkness. He began to set his eyes on angels. Or that he said, if I can do this work in me, I can reproduce this work in other entities. The same thing, he began to sow and began to do that. Finish the work in, in heaven as much as they gave him chance to do. Then he came down to the earth. He saw man in the same place. Glory to God. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? His eyes, he would just, he would touch the eyes first. It was Eve's eyes he talked, he touched, tampered with Eve's eyes. She just began to see differently. What did he do to Eve? He just gave her the evil eye. Adam and Eve. Who has it? Who has the interpretation? A pledge to men. Thank you, Father. Let's see. 
Fasataniana Mashed Pratevi Fanahasta Fratelli Marcataniana Mosta Pratevinaita Facalia Pratatania Ella Prosta Falakaista Ila Pronta la Hanta Lan to Lon to Lon to Lon Tanta Town you Kentaton Ila Pranton Fan to great power to ton Power to ton Power of sight is a power to turn. Power of sight, it's a power to turn. Li costo prente li vante noso pretata tata tata. Do not play with beholding. Do not play with sight. Do not play with what you behold. Do not play with what you see. For you see, there is great power in sight. There is great power in sight. For that is why I give wisdom and I give the spirit of revelation for the eyes of your understanding to see me so 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 as you see me you turn for there is power in saying for power in eyes for to turn you for see take eyes of Take high salva for to turn you, for to turn you, for to turn you. For you see, even singing is a veil. Singing is a veil. Singing is a veil. For behold, be careful what you behold. Give heed, give heed. Give earnest heed. Give attention to the sight and the lights that you had been taught. To the light that is beckoning to you. Give heed and turn. Give heed and turn. Give heed and turn. I say give heed and turn to this light that is behold that you are beholding. For this is great power. It is power. It is power. It is power for to open eyes. It is Power, it takes power, power, power. For take this power and turn. Take this power and look, look. Keep looking and keep turning. Keep looking and keep turning. Keep looking. For he looked, he looked because of the power that acted on him and he turned. So look unto me for all powers are given to me and I can make you turn. So keep looking and keep turning for my light is beckoning on you to turn. For Elise, for as my light comes, it makes works manifest. And as works are manifest, those are the things I shed my light for that you may turn from those works and begin to do my works. I am bringing light for you to see my works and turn to do my works. Amen. Amen. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Um, so you see that uh, verse 7, um, Matthew 7, verse 7, is just, it's just um, explaining the the principle, the law of um, the law, the principle of 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 abounding in fellowship. The is the principle of of abounding in the or is the, is the principle of being 
blessed. The principle of of um, of fellowship is actually fellowship um, or access into the access into the the blessing of of fellowship with the Father and with His Son. Praise God. Um, this. Matthew chapter 7 verse 7 is the same as 1st John chapter 1 of um, the principle, like I said, before 1st John chapter 1 season, there's already been in dealings with precepts. It's, it's very, very clear to me. Right? When you spoke about that which was from the beginning, like when you're in the beginning which we have heard, that which these are all dealings with the with persons. Fellowship is deal has to do with our personal dealings. Amen. amen. Is of of Amen of these entities. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son. Right? Our, the Father and with His Son, the persons. Praise God. So when they say that uh, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen, he's talking about the persons, the the found, the most. These are learned fellows in terms of knowing knowledge, knowing medical knowledge. They had abounded in knowledge for a long time. But First John one is is talking about something specific. This First John is is actually teaching about a particular. Administration, right? Um, chapter three said, "Behold, what manner of love, right? The Father has given unto us, has bestowed upon us. What manner of love the Father? This is not precepts. <laughs> They're talking of love bestowed from a person, right? Love, what bestowed." But there must have been a lot of investment. I've tried to explain the importance of precepts. Precepts is also a type of spirit. It's a spirit construct for the mind. You get what I mean? To capacitate the mind for this kind of thing. Amen. It says, behold, what manner of love the Father. But he's talking about it bestowing that love. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. And verse 2, it says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. So we are the sons of God. It does not yet appear what we shall be. There's that which we are, and there's that which we shall be. This, all of this, what we are, what we shall be, is according to the program of the bestowing of loves. Right? It's the, that bestowing of love that the Father is giving. But when we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall do what? See him as what? See him as he is. They've already seen him. But this one, seeing him as he is, is, an ex, is, a, is a kind of exactness of seeing that has to do with perfection of love. Right? When, in this is our love, hearing his love made perfect, right? And then, 
as he is, amen. So that's chapter, praise God. Chapter four, hearing is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we what? In. Praise Jesus. So are we in this world. Glory to God. It says as he is, that is, as he is, the sight of us as he is, exactness, is only brought about by perfect love. When love has been perfected in the soul, it capacitates the soul. There's a love sight, right? Is a that to see when you say you have seen him as he is. The, the, the meaning of that is just simple. That at that point, when you are seeing him, he's not just showing you a dimension of himself any longer. You've seen many dimensions of himself which you could take and you've been receiving from him at that level. But there will be a point where he will now say, you now realize that what you are seeing now is not just a, a part dimension. This is as he is. So for you to see him as he is, it means you must have come into the fullness right, of him. You must have been able to, you know, must have gone through process wherein love must have been made perfect. Right? You have, and that this sight is a sight of of love eyes. Amen. Now, but chapter one was, um, now it was talking about the initiation first. That before seeing started, they were hearing. Praise God. They were hearing, then that hearing was, the purpose of hearing is, to, is the calling of attention. Do you realize that? I mean, hearing without seeing. All right? When you're hearing without seeing, what, what they want to call you, I'm here. You're facing that way. You're going away. I call you. Pastor Tomiwa, hearing. Oh, you hear my... And then it calls your attention for you to engage seeing. So when you're... It's, a, it's an instinct. When you hear, you turn your attention to see, all right, is to turn your attention to see. Praise God! Now, this being who wants to encounter these fellows, you don't, you don't know, you can't find him, right? You, he must call to you. So, one of the, the main reason to invite you have to invest in precept is to precept actually develops your ears. Do you see that it constructs your ear in the right way to tune you to hear the person? Hearing the sound which it will make, what it will begin to say, those are construction of spirit. The spirit of his person, right? Can, after a while, you begin to, you, you will hear in the scripture, you will read in scripture. Do you know that when you are reading they are building precepts. There's a hearing involved though. Reading the Bible and you are learning knowledge from the Bible. Who are you hearing? You're hearing the Holy Spirit. You, you, must, you hear the Holy Spirit, hear the Holy Spirit, hear the Holy Spirit, hear the Holy Spirit. You notice he didn't mention the Holy Spirit here. Because the Holy Spirit has been hearing the Holy Spirit since. Before 1 John chapter 1, they've been hearing the Holy Ghost. When you are reading the Bible, who you really hear really is the Holy Spirit. 
right? He's the one, as long as it's not private interpretation, all right? He's my, but when you are by glory to Jesus, you hear the Holy Spirit and hear him, he builds knowledge. The Spirit of God has that thing. He said he would take off mine. That's Jesus spoke concerning the Spirit of Truth, and he will begin to declare them. What the Holy Ghost can take of what is in Jesus, then it's all that the Father heart are mine. The things that are of the Father, He takes them. He searches the inward parts of the belly, all kind of things to build the the infrastructure. You know, there's an infrastructure of the of your inward man that has to be there. Do not investing in knowledge, you are building infrastructure. Right? You can't have an economy without infrastructure. Right? Economy rests on infrastructure. Right? Infra- you are in the infrastructure. You want a place where you want there to be transaction, buying and selling, purchasing, goods being transferred. Think of the goods as gifts flowing from the person of the Father. Right? Imagine you, how can gifts be flowing when there's no railway, there's no waterways, there's no, air, there's no airport, nothing, it's just bare. No, 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 no. You have to, <laughs> before the economy will actually start, there have to be a what investment in what? Infrastructure. Infrastructure, every economy is built on infrastructural investment. Do you know that? No matter how skilled you are in business, you will be limited without infrastructure. When you just go to a place with no infrastructure at all, Kai, no matter how wise you are, your business idea, you, or you just begin to see all manner of reasons why this thing cannot work here. You just can't work. You don't have the raw material. There is no light. When you press the switch, nothing comes on, no bulb, nothing. There is no, no transmission lines, nothing. Those are all infrastructure. You get what I mean? So when you are building knowledge, they are, they are developing your, the transmission lines of your soul, distribution network, or your internet masts, the internet, um, the cell towers, they are building the cell towers, they are building the airports, building the railway station, building all manner of things as you're learning precepts. These are where the economy of the, of the gifts, the economy of the life will flow through. Is there, like, think of it as like, rewiring your spiritual mind to be able to, to, to align with the spirit. So that when spirit is, is coming, it won't, be, it won't be coming like, it won't be like landing in a bush, you know what I mean? Where you are, there's no, there's no road <laughs> to pass through. A soul that has, does not ha- have the infrastructure of precepts and then you, that's so coming to a season, maybe where the Lord wants to begin to come. It's like bringing a massive investor into a nation, and then you just somehow is able to land at the shore. But once he gets to the shore, all he sees is thick jungle. Thick what? Jungle. He just said, "There's nothing that can be done. I can't even pass from here. I can't. There's no no even road to even enter." Do you get what I'm saying? Think of investing as, of in, why you are not seeing the person yet? You're not having, the, but invest in the precepts. Let precepts rewire your mind. 
tar the roads, clear the roads, build the airports, build the infrastructure. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So before 1 John chapter 1, a lot of infrastructure has been built. See, this first, it doesn't mean there's no precept in this book. But if you don't have infrastructure in your soul, you won't benefit too much from the book of John. You won't benefit too much from the book of Revelation. It should just be like, uh, they say, what is in John? Uh, we should love. <laughs> Part of you will not even wonder, why do you write many, many pages like this about love? In different ways, love this, if you love this, if you learn love. I, I, when we understand the message, just love. John's letters are shorter because they depend on existing infrastructure. They're a bit different from Paul. Paul is an infrastructure builder. It doesn't mean Paul doesn't have spirit. Paul's, a lot of his letters, they are in portions. It will, it will, it will, it will teach knowledge a lot. Towards the end of the chapter, you begin to release spirit. Now, therefore, therefore, you now begin to describe the spirit that all those letters that should, that should be using those infrastructure of knowledge which he has developed. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So for them to come here, but so this hearing that he's speaking about here, these are the, then the principle of engagement in love fellowship, right? So they want to now begin to engage the heart in love fellowship, that a heart that has all this infrastructure in. Are you seeing that? So that's, that hear, hearing is first. Hearing is not, you must wait to hear so you can respond. The first thing that happened in the presence, when you are able to bring a soul back into the presence, let's see, because you know how you do that, of course. How do you bring a soul back to the presence? Tell me quickly. Huh? You want to bring a return a soul back to the presence. A soul that left God's presence. How do you bring the soul back? Sir? I hear sanctification is correct. You should be shouting it out. Sir? Sanctification, then what? Purification. Purification. Okay, what else? Sir? Justification, okay. I want more. This should be rich, please. Talk. Sir? Separate, then what? Holy. So separate, then holy. To, in order to arrive back at the presence. Tell me more. Use more language. Sir, what do you say? Dealing with the world. Okay, I want to hear another language. Sorry? Pass from death to life. Okay. Open, opening their eyes. Sorry? Changing their nature. Dealing with what? Dealing with ungodliness and worldliness. These are the kind of description I want to hear. Dealing with ungodliness and worldliness. Why do you say that? 
Because that's what worldliness is, dealing with the world. I want to hear more robust answer. Now, these things I'm teaching you, see, I might not set exam for you, but your exam will come. Do you get, don't think you just come and don't hear. <laughs> Praise God. When we hear any message, it's not okay. Don't learn it 10%. You have not done well. If I teach a message, you, don't, you can't tell me almost 85, 90, 95% of the message. I have something against you. It's not, it's not okay. Don't, don't let me just talk. You know, describing. Do you know how much time? Now it's like 15 minutes to 10 now. I've not been able to teach anything I wanted to teach. The reason is because something in me is telling me there's nothing enough to lay what I want to put on. Do you understand what I'm trying? It's because wholeness is not enough of understanding some things. You must know it. You have to. You must know what the world is. Praise God. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Everything I'm saying, if you don't understand something I said, don't let it go. You don't have a right to just pass it and say, oh, I didn't understand, okay, it's okay. No, you're not accept, you're not, you don't actually have a right to do that. I'm exempting you. Amen. 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 <laughs> I'm serious, so. I'm laughing, but I'm extremely serious. If it comes to a point that I see you're not responding, I feel you're not, I will suspend you from meeting from a month. I'll say, don't come anymore. Go and pray and let God convince you whether you want to learn or not. Before I allow you to come back. Amen. Amen. This is not a church. This is a fellowship, you understand? What that means is that you don't have to be here. If you're not here, you're not sinning. Do you get what it's for? This is for serious people who want to learn some things about God. You get so if you're here, take it's like being in school. Take it seriously. Learn, learn. Because if you are not learning, you are pulling everybody back. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Praise God. <clears throat> Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Are you, is, it, is it off for me to say I will suspect? I can't, don't they suspend people in school? <laughs> There's suspension. I can suspend you. I have power. I feel I have the power to suspend people. There's even expulsion too. I can drive you away. Yeah, I can. <laughs> okay. Praise God. I'm not being hard. The reason I'm saying this is because I know there's grace. If you want to understand, if you want to do well, I know there is grace. You understand? There's grace for you to 
to really understand these things very well. Very, very well. When I'm saying begin, you have to know what I'm talking about. You have to know. Like you have to know in, in a rich way. You, you get what I'm trying to say? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So I was saying that, um, it says that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, right? Looked upon, our hands have handled. So I said to come back to the beginning, you have dealt with what? Worldliness. You've done with worldly lo- dealt with worldly lust, dealt with ungodliness. It means that everything about the lust of the world, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life, right? You no longer touch the unclean thing. Those are all many. La- this has been taught many ways. You understand what I mean? Glory to God means full sanctification has what has occurred. Amen. The soul is no longer spotted by the world. The soul has escaped the corruption that is in the world through what lost. That's what qualifies the soul to become a partaker of the divine nature. Amen. Amen. So that, that begins to, when a soul has had such encounter, then it's a sign that the soul can be brought into seasons of fellowship with the Father, right, and the Son. When the soul is ripe for that kind of fellowship, that's a soul that just became ripe for fellowship with the Father and the Son. Is a beginning soul. Is a beginner. Right? And then when the soul has been granted into such fellowship, what will happen is that you will then begin to experience beginning engagement. The beginning engagement is hearing. That's what Adam and Eve were doing. A walking voice was, that was dealing with them. Is hearing, you begin, begin of engagement is what? What kind of engagement? It's an engagement of the presence. When you are, you are, you've been granted access into the presence of God or the presence of the Father, presence of the Son, praise Jesus, you, the sign of presence people, first sign is hearing. Before Moses ever went to the mountain to begin to encounter God, he has been hearing first. It is his hearing that brought him into that season of, of encounter that was more visual, right? More tangible encounter, right? That hearing, praise God, is the sign. It is a kind of hearing. It's not hearing revelation of precept. This is talking about hearing the entity, hearing the being. It's also the spiritual, <laughs> but it's the spirit via pers- of bringing forth the, the, the person, the representation of the person, the encounter with the person. Praise God. So this hearing, <coughs> glory to Jesus, is... When you, when you begin to hear in the presence, what does hearing do? 
hearing, hearing, hearing opens up the season of asking. The first thing you do in the presence is ask. That's the first thing that you do where? In the presence is what? The first thing you do in the presence of God is what? Is you ask. That's when the, and these are things that <laughs> a healthy soul when a soul that's no longer worldly, right? You see, many Christians have never asked before. You say, oh, what do you mean? Have you not been praying? Yeah, you've been praying, but what you've been praying have not, doesn't qualify as asking. Prayer, really, real prayer starts in the presence of God. If you've not accessed the presence, you've not really prayed yet. That place of the presence, that's where real prayers, see that bowl in Revelation, then with incense. They said the incense is the prayers of the saint. No, they brought it in. That incense, where incense gets to is the presence. Right? That's one of the things the high priest must do. He also bring incense into the most holy. That's the presence of God. Glory to Jesus. So he called them the prayers of the saints. Those saints are not ordinary. Those prayers are prayers of saints who have found access to the presence. Any prayer you pray outside the presence is not the same as being able to pray in the presence. Um, Israel, the whole nation prays. They can pray. They pray in their house. They pray everywhere. They pray. From, you can pray from anywhere. Daniel was praying from Babylon, just facing Jerusalem, and he was praying. Right? Israel, you can pray. They pray in the outer court. They pray everywhere. But there's a prayer they need. Somebody must go and pray in the whole, most holy for them. If a high priest doesn't go and do that, the, all their problems will still be with them. Do you get what I'm trying to say? That... There is something about, there's a remedy of prayer in the, in the presence of God. The moment access has been granted into fellowship, one of, one of the signs actually of this access is praying, a praying urgency, a praying spirit. When a person enters this fellowship, one of the, you, you begin to realize you begin to pray every time, every time. Your, 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 your soul will always be praying. When you, are, you, have, you have, have access to the presence of God. Amen. Do you see that? So pray, that praying, or what you call praying, I said praying, but prayer is many things. But really what I'm talking about, first of all, is asking. Do you see that? So when you have access to fellowship, the first thing is, is what? Ask, ask, asking. That's when asking happens.
first. That's the first thing you do in fellowship. The first activity of fellowship is what? Asking. But asking doesn't start until hearing has happened. That he that told you have asked me nothing. But in that day, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name. That's John chapter 15, is it? 14? Or no? 16, sorry. 16. In that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily. Now, why will he say in that day you shall ask me nothing? It's because you've accessed the presence. All right? In that day. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will do it. Is that to have you asked nothing in my name? Ask ye and you shall receive and your joy may be full. So this is the asking of for fullness of joy, right? Which is the purpose of fellowship. This thing that we declared unto you that you may have fellowship with us. Have we written unto you that your joy may be full? Is to make your joy full. That is the, the purpose of, of asking, right? In the presence. Because in the presence of God is fullness of joy. At his right hand, the word, pleasures forevermore. Glory to God. So asking is, is when it, the, the, the soul's attention has been called in the presence, that you know that you have, you've come into the presence of God, is you, you begin to hear him. You begin to hear his voice. You begin to hear his voice. You hear his voice. You will, that's how you know. If you, when you are in the presence, you will know you are in the presence because you begin to hear his voice. That voice you begin to hear, first of all, is redefinition of things to ask for. You now realize there are, there are things to ask for. There are desires. There are desires beyond lusts, beyond the world. Right? The real things that man should be asking for. Praise Jesus. So then, so you see, ask and it shall be given you. But the, what, you, what they give in response to asking in God's presence is light or is sight. Is to see. Even though I know that in the most holy place, there's a Shekinah glory there, but I know it's really a place of darkness. It's possible that the, the light is not constantly shining. It's possible that there are things that will make the Shekinah just shine. There are some qualifications the high priest has 
you know, they didn't write too much about all the dealings that Moses had inside that. You know, Moses is the, is, the, is the one who can actually use the most holy well, where it's purely what? Functional. Because that's what the Lord said. I will speak to him face to face from between the cherubims. Right? That's where God is face to face. Means, but he didn't say that about Aaron. Do you see that? It's, so there are aspects of the most holy that didn't open fully onto Aaron because Aaron wasn't really a full, didn't have the full um, stature of that most holy office. Amen. Glory to God. In other words, Aaron wasn't an abiding most holy priest. Moses was a type of an abiding most holy priest. Right? You know, most holies live to abide. Right? Aaron had in enough living to enter, but Aaron wasn't an abider. He must still come out. He enters once a year. He must come out. So when he came to that most holy, Aaron wasn't living and abiding. But if Moses wants to sleep there for three years, he can. Because Moses had an abiding stature of that holy, most holy dimension. And do you see what I'm trying to say? Glory to God. Now, so he says, everyone that asketh, it shall be given unto you, seek and you shall find. So you see, seeking. So the reason for asking is so you can seek or so you can see. You seek by seeing. Right? You seek by seeing. So in the presence of God, you must ask. They will tell you the things you have to ask for. Then, when you ask, the blessing of asking, asking engages the Father of lights. It, right? When he said that, you, either to you've asked me nothing. See, but in that day, whatsoever you've asked the Father in my name, right? That asking the Father in the presence of God, right? That Father is the Father of lights. Because from whom every good gift and every perfect gift comes from. Amen. It shall be given the seek. So the purpose of seeking, right, is to find. So are you seeing increase of fellowship um, quality? Increase of dealings in fellowship. Or in the present. These are the, these are the graduation of increase of dealings. In the, someone can be in the presence, he's only a hearer. After some time, I'm, I'm, everything I'm describing is soul levels of encounters with the, with the persons of the Father and the Son in fellowship. I'm, talk, I'm, I'm describing progression of, of quality of intimacy, the quality of Love communion. Love communion in the presence of God grows richer. The more established in fellowship, the more, are you getting what I'm trying to say? Is, when I say richer, I mean it's according to progressive increase of engagement of senses. Right? Of engagement of what? They, they, you know, and all those senses must have been built, developed by reason of use. 
right? By reason of use, I have all the, the strong meat. Strong meat means presence meat. Or divine meat. Or the meat of fellowship, right? It belonged to them that are of full age. Even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern. So you see, when it comes to deciding of good and evil, it's not just one sense. It's different senses. So when you get into the place of fellowship, there is a progressive activation of senses. Right? You won't just, when you begin in fellowship, it starts little by little. You won't start seeing yet, you start hearing first. It's just one sense, maybe the, the sense of hearing, right? When you hear and hear and hear, hearing will do some things, it will begin to now call for senses of seeing. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Senses of what? Of seeing. Senses of seeing. Senses of seeing. Glory to God. Sense of hearing, when senses, you know, senses of what? Of seeing, seeing, praise God. Now, um, when you begin to see, or what you call seeking, seeing is for seeking, right? And then, if you seek, you will find. Then, when he has been found, you begin to knock. Then when you knock, it shall be opened. It shall be opened. Now, are you seeing what, what will open? <laughs> now, what opening does the presence of God give a soul? What kind of opening does the divine nature give a soul? Right? What opening? Is an opening to the eternal God, right? That is the when he now when he says it, that it is really the real thing that God wants to give man, which is the, what we now call the gift of God, the real gift of God. You know when they say every good gift, every perfect gift, those are every. There's what you call gift. They are gifts. But there is what they call the gift. The summary of the gift of God is eternal life. Amen. Amen. Do you understand that? But what they are showing you now is in that what the realm of the fellowship of their life, of their everlasting life, what it will do for you is to help you 
When you say you have finished the cause of everlasting life, is when you have found. Right? It's, it's a being that you have to find. And that word for find, that which we have handled. That's First John. Right? The word seek, to seek has two things there. See and look upon. What is the difference between seeing and looking upon? You will see it first. But to seek is, you are not just seeing, you are looking for something. That's what makes you look upon. You are seeing. So you see that seeing season. Seeing season is a vast season. Right? It's a vast word. Season you seen is a time when the spirit begins to bring, is bringing the visage of the person, bring, making the soul on the inside begin to see, beginning to see the person, and beginning to see the person. You keep looking and looking and looking and looking. Glory to Jesus. The God, then when you look and look and look, then you come to season of what? Of handling. Amen. Amen. So if handling hasn't happened, the dealings with the word of life hasn't fulfilled its circle, doesn't come to full circle. Right? You know, this, this same word of life is what is being engaged with from hearing, then seeing, then looking upon the end of dealing with the word of life is handling. When you've handled it, it has become a sword. It's called the sword of the spirit, called the word of God. Now, somebody who is hearing the word of God has not handled the sword of the spirit yet. Or you are looking upon the word. You've not yet handled the sword of the spirit. When you say sword, the sword means it's not for to introduce you to itself. Sword is something you use. It's for usage. It's handling. The sword is what you, act, is what you found. When you say, when it becomes a sword, it means it has been found. Or it has been what? Handled. It has been handled. Do you understand what I'm trying to say to you? Glory to God. Amen. So there is a progressive nature of dealing, amen, with the person Dealing with God, when you commit, when you do everything in your heart and say, I'm committing to this thing of fellowship with you, whatever you need to deal with, they will begin to help you. If it, are you in, are you still have worldly things, they will begin to send grace. Grace that brings salvation will come to flood your heart. Your level of teaching will increase. They will begin to instruct you more intensely, more intensely, more intensely, until you get to a point where access, you get one day, you begin to hear you begin to hear the person. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Your soul, your soul, your soul. Amen. There's a, it's more than, it's not I've heard, I heard God. God spoke to me. That, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Right? Most of the time, you're saying it's the Holy Spirit you're hearing. Right? Who is bringing instruction from different dimensions of their syllables to you. But I'm talking about there is a hearing where you in the soul hears the Father. Glory to God. Don't just live your Christianity without this kind of hope. 
coming to church, dancing and going home. It's more than that. Let not your hope end in that. Just coming, dancing, laying message, reading Bible, all of these things we are doing is for something. Do you get what I'm trying to say? It's for something. In the real being, there is a tangibility of the persons of the Father, the persons of the Son. I'm not talking of physical tangible. This is nothing. Let's say if someone appears to you and says, I'm the Father, you've not done anything for me. That doesn't help me. I'm talking about soul tangibility. Your soul can hear the Father. You are designed to hear. If Adam could hear the Father, what about me? Why not? If Jesus, Jesus was hearing him, after a while he started seeing him. Right? Then he handled him. He said, I am my Father, we are one. He has, he has handled what? The Father. So if that happened to Jesus, it wasn't some kind of figure out. Now that was some spooky thing. He wasn't seeing a vision. When he said, I'm seeing the Father, he's talking about your soul. Your soul. Your soul. Right. Jesus could hear the Father. Jesus could see the Father. His soul could x-ray the Father. When you check, why did Jesus have so much accuracy of judgment? Why was he not confused sometimes? about what to do. is clarity of visibility. Do you understand? He's not, he's, he's not seeing. He's clarity. He's not vision. It's his soul. Seeing the Father on the inside. That's where judgment flows from. These are the riches. These are all the things inside Christianity. Glory to God. Yeah. Glory to Jesus. <clears throat> Said everyone that asketh, receiveth he that seeketh, findeth to him that knocketh, it shall be open. For what man is there of you whom, if his son ask bread, will he not give him a stone? Will he give him a stone? If he asks fish, will he give him? So are you seeing bread and fish? Right? Those are the, those are the things. Amen. Bread and fish. Say bread and fish. Bread and fish are the items of fellowship. They are the items of, of the communion in the place of fellowship. That's what you're asking for. That's what you want to, to receive. That's what you commune. The table of fellowship. The table of communion. Glory to God. Bread and fish. Amen. He calls it fish, but fish is wine. Daddy has been teaching this for some time. Glory to God. These are the, this is the, the communion. Amen. <laughs> the communion of what? Of the presence of fellowship. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That if you then be evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good gifts to who? To them that do what? That ask him. To them that ask him. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Therefore all things without those soever ye would that men do to you, even so you do to them, for this is the law and the prophet. And he continues the same thought. 
enter ye in at the straight gate. Right? And for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction and many dead. So you see, gate and way. Right? It's the same thing. What we saw in the city. The city, they call it gate and street. But it's the same, same kind of thing. So when they say gate and way, what they're talking about is pearl and what? Pearl and holy things. Is is the is the pearl, and what the pearl is hiding? <laughs> don't cast pearl before swine. Don't give holy things to dogs. So it means that every pearl is hiding away. Right, every pearl, every pearl of entrance, or, or, or every gate is hiding what a way behind every gate. There is what there is a way. Glory to Jesus. When you, when you now hear way, way, gate is a provision, comes from person. Way is the beginning of the initiation, right? Because if you now follow the way, there are other things behind the way. You access truth and you access life. That's what, when it says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, it's talking about everything about him. Glory to God. That is being kept. So way, truth, and life is really equal to the, is a calibration of gifts. Right? Gifts. Right? How they design the gifts in person. When you see gifts formatted in person, it's way, truth, and what life. You have way gifts. Then you have truth gifts. Then you have life gifts. Right, there are way gifts, truth gifts, as plural, life gifts, right? And way, truth, life gift is to lead you to the gift of God. Is to, is, that is the actual final entrance into eternal life, which is that gift. Glory to Jesus. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So when you say, when you are, they are bringing you into fellowship, what they want to make you fellowship with is a way and the truth and life. It's to fellowship with gifts of way, gifts of truth, and gifts of what, and gifts of life. Amen. Amen. But you can summarize it and just call it way. Are you seeing that? The reason why a lot is done to access it is because it's not like the other one. Straight is the gate. Narrow is the way. Do you see that? Straight is the gate. Narrow is the way. The world is a, is a seducer into another passage. If you follow the world, you pass through another gate and you gain access into another way. That will lead to death or lead to destruction. Glory to Jesus. Question is, does anyone have interest in this? This fellowship of love. You know, Jesus, everything Jesus was saying, he was just talking from Love intention. 
so awesome, so magnanimous. So just teaching people how to, how to arrive at this love, how to arrive at fellowship. Warning them about the, the two different ways. The, 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 the broad way, glory to God. The wide gate, and then what? And the broad way. A layer to destruction, and many be which do what? Go there, go in there at. Praise God. The Lord will configure our soul to have desire, to have appetite, even for, for the pearly gate. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. El Marohoya, Elfa Aranoste, Nevanos, Enisto, Sestano, Etoran, Enteron, Entren on, Sehenton, Merine, Kai, all mention, mention, Onste, Nigren, Overene, Entia, Empamondes, Esikarehenu, Mikalo, Otano, 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 Oteno, Otano, Atano, Oteno, Oteno, Omiretano, Ostevrena, Minonte, Elto, Zamaran de Kai, Arsto, Varaha, Seheranos, Eri, Kamra, Duske, Vikran, Ufra, Vieno, Vahana, Let's begin to ask the Lord. Um, I want to tell you what to ask for. But as you are, you're quickened in your heart. Make your request known unto God by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. There is a great ground of asking, even in the sanctuary. You can pray to the Lord. There are levels of prayer. You can pray to the Lord. You can pray to the Lord God, Lord Almighty. You can pray to God. You can respond in prayers to every oracle, every sound of the oracle. If it's a release of righteousness, something to ask for. At your own place, at your own level, wherever you are, just begin to ask the Lord. There's an opportunity now to ask the Lord. As the Lord say, ask, ask me, ask me concerning that thing, concerning that change, concerning that gift. Concerning that sight, concerning that light, ask me. 
connected, ask me. Renaha, Remiando Siado Renanos, Efaranata, Nufaraneski, Entresienda Maratishkanaha, Omiheno, Omineho, 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 Emineho, Emineho, Omineho, Omineho, Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. I hope no one misunderstood my message. I hope you don't think I'm saying you can't ask until you get to the muscle. I'm just talking about particular asking prayer to God or to the Father. That's what I was talking about there. I'm not diminishing the whole tabernacle is a place of prayer. You pray in the courts. You can, when you are in the sanctuary, right? Those who stand by night, right? Those servants of the Lord, they are also praying. There's an altar. Everywhere there's an altar. Prayer can occur. You can pray. So don't say, oh, I'm just in the altar court or somewhere. <laughs> However you sense yourself. There's an altar there for you. At every place, wherever you are, there is a means. There's a way. Even... Those who are not Levites are invited even into the, they come to the tabernacle. When they come there, they can pray, they can do, you understand what I mean? From anywhere you are, you can pray to the Lord, you can ask the Lord. Everything that is being shared are just, they are promises. Things the Lord wants your soul to come into. And every promise of God, you can ask God. Once your eyes can see it, you can pray to the Lord, say, Lord, I want this thing. I want to have this. I want to come to this place. I want to come to this realm. I want to come to this time. I want to have this, ex this experience. I want to come into this place, this touch or this the tangibility of these things that are being described. The Lord will pray. As many of us who are asking, the Lord said, He that asketh, receiveth. He that seeketh, findeth. And he that knocketh that what the door shall be opened. That there's a, the, tonight is a night of blessing. That every soul who is hungry, yearning for something from the Lord in your own journey, the Lord is saying that I'm hearing you. He said that if my word abide in you, if you abide in me, my word abide, you ask whatsoever you desire shall be done. That on this ground of asking, that these things shall be done. These things shall be done. They shall be perfected even in you. In the name of Jesus. Our Father, we thank you tonight. We give you praise and glory. We honor you for speaking to us, for blessing us. Thank you, Father, for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your blessings upon every heart. We give you all the praise and we worship your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Father.